Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's your boy, Dirty Cam, and that's Cam with a K. And I'm A-R-2. And we are the The Russell Russell Twins. Twins. And you're listening to the The Russellville Podcast. The Russellville Podcast is brought to you by no other. Your host, Vinny Barrett, the GOAT. You already know. And he brings you some of the greatest professional wrestlers around the globe giving you the full exclusive details on their personal and professional lives. But wait, there's more. Do you like books? I like books, Cameron. You like books? Of course. Well, man, look, the Russell Twins just declared that you are in luck. All you have to do is visit WrestleVille.com. This is your MWA World Television Champion, Big Strong Mims, and I'm exactly where wrestling lives, and that's in Wrestleville on the Wrestleville Podcast. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is the Big Strong Mims. Well, that is me. That is me. The current. NWA television champion. Yes, sir. That's me. The champion of every single television in the entire world, at least from the NWA's perspective. I think that's how that title works, right? I I, I think that's great, man. I think that's great. Well, thank you, sir. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have a little spot on your show. Glad to have a little bit of star power, as we talked about. Oh, yes. Yes, I need star power. Always need star power. Of course. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. So uh, you've been wrestling for five years, and you've been wrestling with the NWA about four years. Pretty good, man. I mean, yeah. Hats off to you. Yeah, I'd like to think it's pretty good to say that, because uh, a lot of people can't really say that. You know, it's something you see a little bit more in WWE system, where you have guys come in uh, from either like the, the current Next in Line program or... There's some sort of like, you know, high level athlete. They come in get trained by the company and they're going right to business right there. Uh, with the NWA, we really don't have a lot of that. Uh, I wasn't trained by the NWA specifically. I was trained by people who were definitely NWA stars currently. But, you know, I was trained uh, in a separate academy. And luckily, we had pretty great connections just because my coaches, my mentor, uh, they were all involved with Billy Corgan at some point. Usually, I I think most, if not all of them, uh, during his time in Impact Wrestling. And so they made a great connection there. 
And then they just happened to try to start the show with a very solid roster that just happened to consist of people who took a big part in training me and br- making me big, strong mims. So uh, I had roughly a, a little over a year, a little over a year, because I started my very first match uh, was July 15th, uh, 2018, 2018. And so by the time we're filming Power, the very first episode is filmed, I think, like on the 29th or, tw- or 30th of September in 2019. And I'm there for that very first episode. So I had a bit of experience, a few matches. And when I say a few, I mean a few uh, before getting to that debut episode, third match, if I remember correctly. Uh, please don't kill me if I'm wrong. Uh, but my debut match on power being probably, uh, and people are going to hate that I'm saying this, uh, it was probably like maybe my, in front of people, maybe like my 12th match. If that, like very, very low number at that. So most, if not all of my experience, I would say just most, I'd say about like now, cause we've done so much with the NWA, I'd say about 90% of my, of my experience in professional wrestling has all been on camera and it's all been a part of the NWA. Well, Billy Gordon took over the NWA. What, what was it? The summer of 2017? Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think I got the news about it uh, a few months after that. Uh, but I remember hearing about it. And, you know, that's very interesting. It's still something that I was getting to learn about myself, you know, with my wrestling career. You're always told this when it comes to pro wrestling uh, from any mentors, anybody who really knows pro wrestling, anybody who's going to coach you or train you, uh, any mentors at all. And I was still being mentored by Crimson at this time. I started working for him um, early 2017 is when I started working for him before I got trained. I didn't, I didn't get trained until 2018. You're always told, watch wrestling, go back and watch wrestling. Uh, start about 20 years from wherever you're starting at, you know, find out what makes everything great, find those building blocks. So at that time I was still learning a lot more about the NWA. Uh, I didn't know way too much. I knew a lot of stars names. I knew people who were in the NWA. I knew of champions, but I see a ton of their body of work. No, I was a guy who mostly just watched WWE. So, uh, I was still learning about it at that time. And then seeing that Billy Gorgon had just bought it. I was like, this is that's kind of serendipitous. I'm just now learning so much about the NWA and really understanding more of what I knew, understanding why these names were so big. And then this guy just goes and buys the company. It's like, it's, it's kind of weird. I'm just learning about this. And now this guy is like kind of introducing it to, to the rest of the world again, you know, re-reviving it. So, uh, funny enough, who knew just a few years later, I'm going to be a part of that same NWA that I'm learning about. Yeah, it's very, very interesting story. I mean, especially if you, you uh, just kind of dig into, you know, how that how that impacted a lot of people. And I'll tell you what I was doing at that time. I had a website, myrussellville.com, but I was writing stories. Just writing mm-hmm. stories on wrestlers, you know, talk to them over the phone, just, you know, little bio and, you know, about 1,000, 1,200 words, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, was doing that and a lot of NWA guys. Uh, Greg Anthony, uh, Damian Wayne, uh, uh, Tracy Smothers, uh, Tim mm. Barrett Brown, Mr. USA, Eric Andrews, bunch of guys. And, but what was so interesting about that time was, you know, I talked to these guys, Greg Anthony and them and Mr. USA, and, you know, they weren't really happy because they lost their, you know, uh, mm. you know, the, Little territories, they they all lost the NWA name. Like he he wanted to kind of start from the ground up, and yeah. and 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 I'm 
I'm not, I'm not sharing anything that, you know, it wasn't like I was in a business meeting and I heard all this. I'm just what was given yeah. to me. Right. And yeah. so he, he wanted to kind of do his own thing. And when I was talking to these guys, they were giving him a lot of criticism because uh, if you recall, he came out with this 20 year plan. I had this 20 year plan. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Do I do. I do. Okay. So we're seven years into it. What would you grade him right now, seven years in? How, what kind of grade would you give Billy Corrigan? Let's see. I got to say, I'm going to give two answers to that. And they're going to sound similar, but they're going to be different reasons. Okay. All right. So obviously the bias answer, uh, just because I'm a part of it. I love the product itself. It is one of the two wrestling products that I walk, I watch on a weekly basis. And obviously I'm, di- I'm directly involved, so I'm biased. I give it A+. Plus. Uh, that's as high as we're going to go as an A+. Plus. Objectively, as a fan watching it, not not saying I'm on the show, taking myself completely out of it, none of my matches, uh, none of what I'm doing with the NWA World Television title, I'd still give it an A+. Plus. Uh, the first three seasons of Power were obviously magic. You know, we still had a lot of building up to do because we kind of, we lost a lot of the star power that we had, so we had to start over fresh. It's kind of like starting all over again after we kind of started all over again. And so what we've been able to do from that point on has been nothing but positive. It's nothing been it's been nothing but clawing up that hill and solely earning that spot in professional wrestling. And where we're at right now is also a very great position to be in. And that's something that's only going to be held uh, held up to the standard that Billy wanted to have in this whole 20 year plan. Are any of the bumps in the roads that we uh, the bumps on the road that we may have had? Is that a part of the 20 year plan? You know, usually when you make a plan, you're not thinking of everything that's going to go wrong. If you make a plan correctly, I don't think I've ever made a plan in my life thinking about, hey, this is what's going to go wrong. This is what's going to go wrong. This is what's going to go wrong. But to still have that 20 year plan and then almost seven years into this 20 year plan, you can say that we've got a TV deal. We we've got we've got this coming out. We've got that coming out. We're reviving a territory system in that we've got a ton of great talent and we're continuing to build new talent like myself. And that you have a viable company that is making people talk. You are already leagues ahead of where the NWA may have been at the time where it was broken up. And there was, uh, I wouldn't say chaos. That sounds like too negative of a, of a term. I would say it's just separated. It's not It's not combined. It's, it's a little bit disjointed. And then to bring it together into one thing and start all over again. You know, despite the the criticism, I, I, I'm i not personally privy to the, to the criticism or whatnot. But to take all that and then make such a big positive out of it, to be able to take that to a higher level, to be able to stick to your plan. Now, by my myself, you know, my personal knowledge, I only know a few bullet points of the 20 year plan. I don't know everything. I think the only people that know everything about that 20 year plan would probably be Billy Corgan and William Patrick Corgan. The, that exact man is probably the only person that knows every single detail of the 20 year plan. But to say seven years in for any business plan to be doing this well, that's something that's worthy of another A plus grade. I, I can't say that I have too many plans for myself that span more than five years into the future. So to have a 20 year plan and be so ambitious and be able to say, you know what, we're still on track for exactly what we want to do. Uh, that's something that definitely deserves a high grade and a ton of respect to it. So that's definitely like, that's the grade that I would give Billy right now is a plus on both fronts, the bias and unbiased opinion for it. You know, it's, it's, with the pro wrestling business, 
I think you see a lot of people start up companies. They start up things. They have ideas. They have stuff that they want to do as a wrestler, as a referee, as uh, even a lighting guy or somebody who's a booker or a promoter. A lot of people have plans for how big they're going to be and what they're going to do and this and that. And then to see somebody actually be able to go out and do that, to stick to that years later, to stick to that uh, two years later, five years later, three years later, whatever number you want to come up with. And to say that they're not only doing that, but they're doing even better at it. That's 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 the crazy thing. Just in my short time in pro wrestling, I've seen a lot of people come into the business as uh, just a trainee or come in as a referee, uh, you know, an actual wrestling talent. Like they're, they're, they're training to become a referee. They're training to become a talent. Uh, they're training to become a, uh, a commentator. They're coming in to, let's say, start a podcast or start a blog or they want to become a promoter. They want to become a booker. But a lot of those people go to the wayside within the first year. You don't make the right connections. You're either not hitting all the strides that you thought you were going to hit. It's not all just clicking for you super quickly. So some people kind of bail out of that. Uh, Billy's not somebody who shies away from that fight. He's not somebody who shied away from any of the setbacks that possibly could have came his way. He's obviously not somebody who, sh who shied away from any of the criticism. I mean, he hears it. We all have the internet. And if anything, he like, I've always been told that he's aware of everything. He's going to watch everything you're doing. He's going to try to see whatever podcast, whatever wrestling shows you're on. If he can watch it, he's going to watch it. And which I've always seen as a big, uh, a big credit to it. Cause I like to, I'd like to have the person that I'm working for, no matter if we're in wrestling or not, be aware of what I do, be aware of what I have going on and, and, and kind of take that and use that to help improve the product, especially because I'm still a part of it, you know? Um, but still to be able to stick to your guns, to be able to hold steady, and then also not just hold steady, but improve. Because again, those same people that leave the business within a year, two years, three years, five years even, if they stay that long, which is still commendable to even be in the business for five years, some of them don't make any progress. Some people stay exactly where they were at when they came in. By the time they got trained and they got their certificate saying, hey, I finished wrestling school. I know all the basics. They're probably just that far in about five years. Some people, 10 years. I've seen some vets on, on the indie circuits that are 20 years later after they started. They haven't really gone that far. They stopped having progress after the first two years. So for somebody to come into the business in any way, shape, or form uh, with any background and still be able to be here and then progress, A-plus across the board. A-plus yeah. across the board. Yeah, I, I give my grade, too. I'm really excited about what what's to come. And I think, um, you know, he took it out of pretty much a, you know, an obscure state, right? I mean, there's people mm -hmm. that didn't even know it was around still, mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, when I was, you know, watching wrestling in my teens, the NWA was, was the, was the deal, you know, it was the bomb. It was the real. Sure. So, you know, it definitely went through a, a, a really bad period, um, a, a hard period. I don't know if you ever, I don't know uh, your history of NWA champions. There was a, a junior heavyweight champion, uh, Rocky Reynolds. Do you ever hear of this guy? I've heard the name a few times before, actually. Um, from some of my trainers, they've actually brought the name up before. Okay. Well, I have his book. I have his book, and it's called Luscious. I thought it was where I could grab it, dude. One, one of the most enjoyable wrestling books that I've read in a while. And this dude, 
with NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion in a very, very, you know, rocky, unstable NWA world. Very, very interesting uh, stuff. And so, you know, I enjoyed that story. But then, you know, I had the opportunity to see Adam Pierce in action. Mm. I thought I thought Adam Pierce was a great champion for the state that the NWA was in at the time, you know? Yeah. And if anything, to kind of compound on that idea, uh, this is something that I really didn't think about until now. You have to think back to those NWA champions, world champions, um, your 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 middleweight champions, your your Southern this champion, your Georgia that champion, uh, it, and and even more on the world heavyweight champions that we're talking about here without Adam Pierce and even a Jack Stane, a Tim Storm. You really have to give it to those guys that they were able to keep that name afloat. They were able to still carry the legacy of that during the time that things were a little bit more tumultuous. They weren't so um, they weren't so I guess. I guess gathered. It, it seemed a little bit more nebulous because again, you had so many different like territories and everything was all over the place. And not so much in a negative way. It's just we didn't have one consolidated idea of what the NWA is. One big governing body that was kind of centered around where we had like, you know, a big a big amount of cohesion. But you think about that. You think about the NWA champions that you had, some of the guys I named off, uh, and then even even more during that same time. And you have to think you have to think about like Billy's mind state during that time of trying to find something, right? He really wanted to break into the wrestling business and it unfortunately didn't work out for him when it came to impact. And I, I know I recently heard a little bit more about that story whenever he had his, uh, his podcast interview with Kurt Angle, which was fantastic. Uh, I definitely recommend you listening to it. If you haven't heard it, it taught me a lot about the company I'm already in. It taught me a lot about uh, him and he's somebody that I'm still learning about. And I think it's fun that I keep learning new things about him all the time uh, through our own personal conversations or even just dude, listening to his podcast interviews. Thinking about his mind state, thinking about what he was watching when it came to the NWA product, which was a lot, it took a lot more effort to find if you weren't in those specific areas and you weren't actually going to those shows to find that on the internet, to find that anywhere else either, uh, uh, like a modern day version of tape trading to find out what's going on with the NWA. He was excited enough about the NWA. He was excited enough about the NWA of the past and obviously the NWA of that current time uh, to go ahead and put his money where his mouth is, literally, to go ahead and purchase the NWA. To take that and build upon what we already had, to build upon an era of time where things, like I said, were tumultuous. They were very, they were very hard to reach. It was very nebulous instead of being one concrete, cohesive idea. He saw something in those guys. He saw something in those world champions. He saw something in those champions. He saw something in that name that he decided to still bring it back. He could have just started a brand new company, brand new name, picked out a whole bunch of brand new talent. He could have still brought in the talent that he did because, again, great NWA world champions like a Jack Stane, like a Tim Storm that he brought into the company. He was like, these guys have to be a part of my company. I see what they're doing out there as NWA World Heavyweight Champions, and I need them to be a part of what I'm doing. So that's something where you kind of have to sit back and think. And I have to sit back and thank. I have to thank those same world champions. They were able to still carry on that legacy in their own way, great enough to where Billy Corgan is like, you know what? I want that. I still believe in that. Watching this, watching what they're doing, knowing about what they're doing is making me think the NW of the past isn't gone. It may have lost its way. It may be out there kind of scattered in the ether, but we can bring that back. 
And these are the guys I need to do that. These are the guys that keep up the spirit of what I need to bring back. So that's that's something that, you know, me personally, I've got to thank those same people. I've got to thank those people for giving that idea life in Billy's head because, you know, hey, it doesn't come from nowhere. It's not like he just said, you know what? What's a what's an old company? I just I'll, I'll get some old company. He didn't do that. I'm, I'm sure that's not how the thought process went. Yeah. It's definitely something that had a lot more to do with it. It had a lot to do with that talent that you have out there. So very appreciative. Well, I'm, yeah, my, my hat's off to him, too, because, you know, like I said, the NWA is, is, you know, something that I always held in high regard and something that meant something to me. I got to see Kerry Von Erich win his, the NWA title at Texas Stadium in 84, right? So uh, that was, I think, my not my only NWA title defense, but my only, uh, the one that switched hands, you know? And, uh, uh, so it does, it does mean something special to me. I think, I think what he did, you know, I think back to the criticism and and what the, some of the wrestlers were telling me as this was taking place, you know, it was like, you know, if in my opinion, I think he, he's already surpassed my expectations. I mean, the, the, you know, it's, you can find it all over. I mean, it's all over online. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's readily accessible. And I mean, in the talent and the people here, I mean, my goodness gracious. I mean, they're real stars. I mean, I mean, really credible wrestling names. If you, you know, if you, you follow, I'm an independent wrestling guy. I, I love, I, I love independent wrestling. I mean, I, I support it. I'll be the one of 30 people or the one of 400 people, whatever it is. Um, They got a good thing going, man. Oh, they really do. And I think one of the biggest things that we can talk about when it comes to uh, the stars is not only the stars that we have, the stars that we've acquired over the time, it's also the ability to build stars. So those first three seasons of power that everybody gets nostalgic for, and you kind of hear a lot of criticism, and you're like, ah. Uh, we should go back to the old NWPL Army like the first three seasons. Okay. Well, think about that. What was so great about the first three seasons? The first three seasons, we had people that had made somewhat of a name for themselves coming to make a, a bigger name for themselves on a cohesive, larger platform within WA. A lot of people getting a first chance to really be in front of a bigger audience and finally getting bigger exposure on a bigger stage to make them even bigger stars. The reason why we can be proud of the fact that those people had moved on to greener pastures for whatever reasons that they did is because they became stars because of Billy Corbin's NWA. They, if they did not become stars specifically because of NWA power and Billy Corbin's vision, they enhanced their star power to be wanted, to be sought out, to be something that people had to have. Oh, I've got to have this guy. I've got to have Ricky Starks. I've got to have Eddie Kingston. I've got to have James Storm. I've got to have these guys. This this guy is fantastic. He's why I got a chance to show his stuff, and I love it. I, I had no other way of finding it. Now I know what I'm missing. You know, and some of those same people, you know, they, they might have had tryouts at WWE. They might have had tryouts with this company, that company, and then they get a chance to say, hey, you know what? You guys missed the boat on me. 
I'm here on NWA Power. I'm showing my stuff. You're seeing fantastic promos. You're seeing fantastic matches. This is what you guys didn't get that time. Or, hey, what I tried out, whenever you saw me here, you guys passed on me. Now I'm showing you that I've improved. Now I'm showing you that I'm ready for the top level competition. And it's because of what we do at NWA Power. And it's because of the specialness that we have. It's because of the vision of, of Billy Corgan. That's why when, when it comes to NWA's roster now, NWA's roster at any point in time since Power started. They're highly sought after. You may not always hear the talk about it. You may not always hear, you know, as much talk as you would like indie darlings or or internet darlings in general. But the NWE roster is full of stars. And if they're if you think they're not full of stars, just shut. I guarantee you, just wait a little bit. It can take a season. It can take a few episodes. It can take one match and it will build a star for you. We are building stars here. That's exactly what's important. You have to thank you have to thank the people that are already there that already have that star power. To give what, you know, some people in the business, they like to use that fancy term, and I hate using the insider business terms or whatever, but they give that rub. They, those stars that we have, Aaron Stevens, Trevor Murdoch, uh, 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 Tyrus, uh, uh, Black G's, because, I mean, Black G's was already a star in CCW. If anything, hey, because of him, you got an Adam Cole. I've seen those matches when I was researching G's before our first match together. I saw those matches with, with Adam Cole. I saw him being that vet. I saw him leading those matches. I saw what he was doing. These guys are stars. We have people that are coming from Impact. We have people that are coming from WWE. We're coming. We have people that came from ROH. My tag team partner was an ROH star. So, you know, you have all that coming in, all that knowledge, and they continue to pass it forward. They take that star and they have, and they create new stars. And that takes somebody that's very selfless to do. That takes a very selfless group of people that make up a fantastic locker room, a locker room that in this business is only talked about highly. If anything, a lot of people that come and spend their time in our locker room or come and stay, a lot of people like to stay, they talk very highly about this locker room. And it's because of the great people that we have here. We have nothing but great people on our roster. We have nothing but great people who have been in and out of the doors of the NWA locker room. And they continue to make stars. So that's that's something that just like it, it warms my heart. And I'm able to actually take part of that privilege of becoming one of those stars that was made by the opponents that I had, that I was made by the mentors I had in that locker room, that was made by the guys that came in and said, you know what, I want to do the best possible thing that I can in my time here in NWA, and that's to make NWA bigger and better. And I get to carry that same thing on. I can take my stardom, I get to enhance that. With a brand new platform with the CW, I get to enhance that. I get to enhance other people. I get to try to bring people up to my level while we work together to get to an even higher level. So it's 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 a it's a great it's a great place to be in. It's a great place to become a star, and it's a great place to enhance your stardom. So I'm super proud of it. And here's the cool thing too. I mean, th this is so beneficial for everyone who's wrestling. There is the TV experience. Yes, because you know there's there's people who've been on the independent scene, haven't had the opportunity to wrestle for television, it's, it's a little bit of a different adjustment, right? So, you know, you're learning how to wrestle on TV. You already know how to wrestle on TV. You've been doing it for four years. You know, I'm sure, you know, we can all always get better and be sharper and, and improve, and that, that just comes with time. But, I mean... <laughs> You probably learned all the basics of wrestling on television. Now you're just growing on it, you know? So it's not like you're a guy coming in and they say, okay, here you go. Now you're going to have to start learning how to wrestle on television. You already know. And that 
Not everybody does, bro. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to get at. And I think that's such a uh, leg up on the people that are wrestling there because it's all televised. Oh yeah, I think if anything, like uh, I remember having this conversation months before you ever got to see him on television. Uh, I think at least a month or so before we got to see him on television with uh, Carson Drake. Uh, my first defense for the NWA World Television title. I talked to him, and he was one of the best. Actually, you know what? Let's let's not even let's not mince words. He was the best, uh, the best applicant for the Exodus Pro, uh, uh, a talent tryout for NWA. Like one of the first territory tryouts, and he got to wrestle in front of Billy. And I think the only thing that he was missing because he's a fantastic wrestler. I even say that now after our match, he's a fantastic wrestler. The only thing he was missing was stuff that he could only get at that next level. That's where he needed to be. He needs to be in front of a camera because of the fact that this can be a high-level talent anywhere. And the only thing that he lacks is literally television experience. I was like, you just didn't know the small, finer points of how it is to wrestle at television. I'm still learning. I'm still somebody who, if I'm teaching you something, I'm only regurgitating exactly what an Aaron Stevens said. I'm regurgitating exactly what a Trevor Mo uh, Trevor Murdoch has told me. I'm regurgitating what a Tyrus has told me. I'm regurgitating what a, an Elijah Burke has told me. I'm regurgitating what a Crimson told me, what a Jack Stane told me, what a Nick Aldis told me. I am not at their level yet. Nowhere near it. Nowhere close. I'm going to get there. But I'm only going to get there by listening to them and passing on those same lessons to other people. And those lessons you can't get just on the independence. You can be the greatest independent wrestler in the world. But until you step on television and have that experience and learn how to improve in that same sort of way, you, you're, you're never going to reach that upper level. You're not going to start getting that upper level, that upper rung of professional wrestling where you can eventually become like one of these greats that I mentioned off that have that have molded me that have given me the lessons either through their words or through their actions to get me to a higher level to perform better. And that's a, that's a lot of what I had these past four years uh, is that experience through learning directly there. And think about somebody who may have a leg up on somebody like me, somebody who has tons of independent experience. And from seeing Carson wrestle uh, at that tryout, it looks like he had tons of independent experience more than I've ever had. Because my independent my independent uh, experience is very low compared to my television experience. But he's somebody who is just right there. He's done all that he can do for the way that he moves, from the way that he works. He's done all he can do on the independence to, to, to get him as far as he possibly can. Now he gets to break through. Now he gets to be on television. Now he gets to learn from those same vets that I got to learn from, either through me being a vessel to just repeat everything they told me, or to go out there and have that self-learning experience by being in front of that camera. And like you said, it doesn't, nothing beats television experience. Absolutely not. Absolutely. And TV so powerful. You know, the, the, the broadcast of television, I've worked in it for over 20 years. So I, I know how powerful it is. Real quick, we're running out of time. I want to, I, I do want to ask you this. Will there ever be a day where the NWA will do live shows and travel to cities do you do you see oh, that your future of course if anything we're already doing that now 
Uh, it looks like we're doing a lot of time in Florida, but we do travel out and do shows here and there, especially with the territory system. We're trying to get our talent out as many places as possible. I'm glad that I've been a part of it to be able to be in new cities, cities that the NWA hasn't been to in a long time, cities that the NWA hasn't touched in a while, cities in in places that have never seen the NWA. And I'm glad to be a part of that. And I want to continue to help further that idea of the territory system, not just in the Southeast, but all over the United States, having different independent shows become those NWA territories where they frequently have our talent cycling through to where they get that bump in star power. And then those people that are part of those independent shows and are on those rosters get a chance to compete on television, get a chance to compete with NWA talent. So what it does is it helps everybody. It helps the NWA by having new talent, having our people everywhere and spreading the word of the NWA. It helps those talents on those independent shows get better by being with NWA talent, get better by having the seminars that we include, which each and every territory show so far. And then on top of that, Everybody gets a chance to finally have that bigger platform. What would we be doing right now? What would, what would a Carson Drake, again, another fantastic wrestler who's going to only improve with his relationship with the NWA? How would he have gotten here if it wasn't for the XO Pro territory coming into the fold with NWA? He may have never gotten here. He may have just walled around on the independence and eventually, because I think great talent is always going to get seen eventually. It probably would have been years before, you know, WWE stepped out and Impact Wrestling stepped out and AEW and ROH um, and MLW or WWE, like if I haven't already mentioned them already, or even NWA still. It would have been years before we would have got to see them. But now with this opportunity, we have a great symbiotic relationship with the rest of the independents. And it's only going to grow. We're still doing these shows out here. We're still spreading the influence and we're going to continue to. I don't know all the plans. They're not all in my head. Uh, that's all in Billy Corgan said, and hey, he'll let us know whenever it's time to know. And we'll continue to spread the world. You know. I just hope you guys come to Texas. I don't care where else you go. <laughs> oh, definitely. There's a high chance of it. You've got oh, okay. great stars that uh, that come from Texas or were frequent around Texas. I think you've got uh, a few NWA roster members out there. You, you got Rodney Mack, one of my favorites. You got his lovely wife, Jazz. Then I think Anthony Andrews, he might be actually living out there in Texas. If not, he's frequently in Texas. Uh, but you got a lot of Texas peeps. And then how can I forget about Joe Galley? Joseph Galley. Literally, he's like what he's like one of the faces of like San Antonio news, man. Like it, it, you think Texas isn't happening? I'm sure that we're gonna be in tons of Texas stuff, you know. Uh, and I'm excited for it. I've got family in Texas. I'd love to be a part of Texas again. I've only visited Texas a few times, but I love Texas. It's absolutely fantastic. And everything's bigger in Texas. It really that, is. That's what they tell me. <laughs> hey, Mims, real quick, how can fans find you on social media? Ah, I like to keep all my social media the same. Uh, it's even my Xbox gamer tag. Uh, it's just really underscore Mims, whether that's on uh, X, Twitter, Twitter X, uh, or Instagram. Uh, those are the main two that I use right now. Uh, hopefully, if there's any new things coming out, I might possibly stretch my wings on there. But uh, really, underscore Mims is how you find me. All right. Hey, man, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for, for giving me your time. It was fun talking to you. Thank you, sir. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. about world-class championship wrestling and Lance Von Erich doesn't sound like wrestling to me. 
find out what Brother Lance was created for. It wasn't Mike. Read why Chris Adams escaped authorities in another country. Find out how they hid the severity of Carrie's leg injury. And all that too. Lance by chance. Wrestling is a bonner. Buy your book today at Russellville.com.